Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Garbage Podcast, episode 111, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? We're back. Bridge is officially off the injury report. Uh, we kind of butchered a little bit of what we had, but we're, we're fine now. We're back on the airwaves. It's been, what, two weeks? Yeah, give or take two weeks. Yeah, so. give, I think give or take two weeks. Oh. Uh, classic gone bridge misscheduling. No, we we were we were on a hot streak. We had gotten like four or five weeks in a row with an episode, and then uh, and then we the the injury bug hit us. I got uh, first of all, I'm happy to be back. I I missed last episode, the NPR episode. Very disappointed about that. I had I had the flu pretty bad. I felt better for a day, and then I got a sinus infection. I was sick for like two and a half weeks. Um, and then and then yeah, I was like, you know, I might be good to go for an episode. Both you guys were down bad as well. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Not good. I don't know what I had. I uh, it kind of furthers my disbelief in modern medicine. This is gonna be some info wars intro uh i really i really only believe that unless your body is suffering from like sepsis you pretty much just need sleep tylenol and penicillin and your body can cure everything else isn't that modern medicine tylenol and penicillin though like old modern medicine i mean penicillin was created like 200 years ago antibiotic i think so yeah yeah but it's like the most basic antibiotic you can think of Antibiotics are overprescribed. That's yeah, what I'm but saying. You're saying that you need them, so I don't think that. No, I'm saying that like, un- like unless your body is suffering from like sepsis, <laughs> then your body requires like mo- you can fight most diseases off just just with your own yeah. immune system. But if medicine is need be, then do you really need anything other than like Tylenol? Sleep, a lot of water, and like maybe some penicillin. No, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> no, I I can't. Offer I'm not either. I'm not either. Sweet. I'm not about to give medical advice out. Steve, Steve, how are we doing? Yeah, no. I should. You should start taking. Uh, I started taking Aaron Rodgers's medical advice and started like tripping drugs in the woods. Now I have a I have a newfound That's love good. for life. What did he like take? Him. He took like some. He he, he had he a shaman, one before, he? something before a game, right? He like played yeah. the, bear, the bears a couple of years ago, like high on something. He's like on like ayahuasca, needed a shaman. Like, yeah, that's what it was. Lead, lead me to the crazy end zone. Guy. It's like Daryl Strawberry doing. Yeah, crazy guy. It's like Daryl Strawberry doing cocaine in the dugout yeah. before the game. So it's like the guy who uh, pitched a perfect game on LSD. Oh, who was that? Sometimes some, t- some people it works, man. There you go. Yeah, the Pirates guy. Yeah, know. that uh, man's name was John Lackey, and it was Game Six of the 2013 World Series. <laughs> There you go. Um, we got a we got a you, special. Can you up. imagine? Hey. <laughs> to segue this. He had a he had a career resurgence in that playoffs. He sure did. John Lackey's on the Hall of Fame ballot right now. He hasn't gotten a single. Yeah, one. nobody ever drug tested him after that after that playoff run. They sure didn't. They sure didn't. He could have um, been on something. We got we got a special episode today. We got a we got an absolute Gonbridge classic round round three of the giving socks. 
and we're also going to parlay it with the Gone Bridge Awards at the end of the show. The Giving Socks is one of my favorite episodes of the year. Um, Clausen, you're about to take a sip of water. Oh, there you go. If you want to explain it, actually, who was it? Was it Steve who came up with the idea? I'm trying to remember who originally came up with the idea of this. I think one of you guys came up with the idea, and I started putting it together. Yeah, I think I I, I thought of it, and then Clausen does all the work. So Yeah, that's usually how Olive Gone Bridge works, but... Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. This is like Clausen's one moment a year that we rely on him. <laughs> the, the, the 30 third minutes time. of work that I take it. a year to go it's through big, every single game. It is a big project, I will say. Do you want to explain kind of what it is for uh, listeners who have not listened to the first two Giving Socks episodes? Well, of course... Uh, so, I got 2022 season, and I look to see, out of every pitcher who threw a pitch, any pitcher who allowed more than five earned runs, I consider to be generous for the year. So, this is a list of generosity. It's all of the, the most generous performances from the Red Sox pitching staff throughout the year. That's really it? Yeah, I mean, originally, I think the first time we did this episode was, like, Christmas Eve. And we were like, we need a Christmas-themed episode. Christmas and the holidays. It's the giving season. And who was the most generous on the Red Sox this year at giving up runs? Um, we're a week late on this because of uh, the injury bug that hit Gonbridge. We're back. Um, we're extending the holiday season. And we're still ready to recognize the most generous pitchers on the Boston Red Sox from the 2022 season. And Clawson, if my understanding is correct, not only do we have one award this year, which for the third straight year, we will be giving out the Santa Claus award to the most generous pitcher. We have a second award to give out this year. I believe we started this last year. It's the do less, give more award. The pitcher who had the most earned runs over the least amount of outs, outs recorded. And that's always a fun one. Oh, boy. There, there was, there was some stiff competition this year. I, I had to review with the committee before we, before we hit record. Who won the Santa Claus Award last year, Evaldi? I think it was Evaldi last year, which Who was surprised here. Uh, oh God, man! Yeah, I think uh, it was like Mike was Sh- Mike Schwarren, maybe someone like that. Was it? Um, was it? Let me look. I think oh, I still have it. Hold on, it, we made that graphic. Who was it? I have it. I have. I, I made have it. Graphic. Was it? Was it Hall Pass? Oh, it was. No, it was Phillips Valdez in twenty twenty. Really? Oh, twenty twenty one. No, 2021 was Nate Valdi. Phillips Valdez was do less, give more. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm trying. To... Let me let me scroll back on the on the Instagram. I think 2020 might have been Mike Hall. Yeah, or Matt, Matt Hall. Matt Jeez. Hall. Why, why? I think it was Hall Pass. That's right, because we had the whole segment where like nobody loves Christmas more than Matt Hall's kids. Yeah, because he's so generous. All right, glad we uh glad we we got to the bottom of that. That was great. Um, should we should we call it audible and rename the Do Less Give More Award to the Hall Pass Award? But he won the Santa Claus Award. No, he won the, the Santa Claus year. Award. I think he, he probably won. He might have. I'm trying to. Uh, I don't know if it existed back then. Did it? Giving we didn't. Let's see. Hold on. I I bet I have this list on my phone somewhere. 
Wouldn't be surprised. Here we go. Familiar face on this list. Matt Hall. Matt Hall, yeah. This is, all right, this one's not too bad. Two innings, four runs. He didn't get, he wasn't giving out too much. Two innings. I think it was Matt Hall. Um, Some funky Christmas music right there. Beautiful stuff, Steve. I think we, we must have changed the rules. If we were doing four earned runs. You must have changed the rules. <laughs> I'm not a part of this committee. <laughs> I mean, all right. Well, here's the deal. If if we were to do four earned runs, this list would be egregiously long. I'm with it. I'm five yeah, I can't tell you how many guys will have four earned runs this year. No, five is perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm with it, brother. You ready? Well, should we get into it? I'm ready. Yeah, the, you're ready. You're the captain of the ship, Claus. You can. Can I get a steer drum roll, boat? please? Yeah. You ready? All right. I don't know if you heard that. No. All right. Well, Go ahead. Tried. I gave you one too. All right. Well, we'll just call it a drum roll. Kicking it off with our future ace, Nick Pavetta. On 420, out of all days, five earned runs, four innings pitched. That's like a that's a respectable start. As far as like gift giving performances, uh, it makes the list, but it's weak. You know, that's like your yeah. That's like getting getting socks and underwear for Christmas. Yeah, so like I could always use them. I could always use them, but they're never what I ask for. You know what I mean? No, I will say that that's a terrible way to start the year. I mean, the Red Sox went like like 16 17 days without registering anything and the pavetta throws that week one on the list i know i'm a little disappointed with the start you know for a hot second there well i mean i thought the socks might be good at the beginning if it makes you guys feel any better the next end the next couple entries on the list are not not are much more generous i'll put it that way all right tanner hauk may 5th against the angels seven earned over two innings oh yeah oh that's that's a good yeah that's (laughs) That's, that's a that's a generous weird. start. That was it. That was Put a, a bubble on that one. Eight nothing loss. I remember that um, series, Klaus. And I think you and I went to the first game of that series. They won, and then they proceeded to get yep. absolutely shelled in the next two. To who? That to was when we met Tokyo Times, right? That was when the we Angels? met Tokyo Times. Yeah. Is that his name? Uh, teriyaki times, teriyaki times. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what he it went was. to all yeah. 162 games of the Angels season. I mean, torture. What a depressing life. Torturous. Imagine having to go to Oakland three times. Oof. Of course. Oh. Well, continuing on, we had the Astros on May 17th. Nate Evaldi six earned over one and a th- one and two thirds. Six. That's just a shelling performance. Six earned. Yeah. That's I feel tough. like at that point you just keep them in. Game's over, you know. Why, why waste another pitcher? I mean, I have to why imagine he's keep... probably thrown eighty pitches at that point. That's fair, I guess. But I mean, hey, that's a that's a generous performance. Oh, like... that that was the game where Evaldi gave up what five six home runs in one inning. You remember that? Yeah, I do yep. remember that actually. That's like that's an MLB record, isn't it? It is. The headline on this yeah. game is "Green Monster Can't Hold Astros in Historic Inning." <laughs> of all, that sounds about right. Of all, that's gave a up, headline. Uh, five home runs in one inning. That's crazy. Yikes! Not crazy. So maybe he didn't have that many pitches. You could have let him roll. 
Dude, the bullpen was absolutely locked down in this one by just an absolute disgusting group of characters. Uh, five shutout innings combined between Salamora, Brazier, Barnes, Geekman, and Davis. Dude, what an man. unlikely band of misfits to, <laughs> right. to shut out for five innings. Yeah. Did that's... they DFA Salamora? I think every guy on this did list. They? Yeah, Salamora is gone. He Did they DFA him? Or did they, they send him to the what August. What are they doing? They DFA'd him a long time ago. He didn't even make it through the season. What? Yeah. I, I gotta start paying attention. Oh, Steve's dog's in the house. Oh, Steve's... Oh, Steve, what's that? What's the, what's the dog's name? It's like... uh, yeah. what's that? Kylo? That is a fluffy yeah. dog. Yeah! I love that dog. His name's Kato. Kato. What no, kind Kato. of dog is it close. again? He's a Samoyed. Solid individual. But yeah. <laughs> we'll continue on. Anywho. Well, continuing on, now that we have a, a special guest in the house, Garrett Whitlock, May 21st against the Mariners, five earned over three innings. Like, that's, that's, we're on the same par as a Nick Pavetta 420 start. It's, it's like socks and underwear. Who was this? Garrett oh, Whitlock. Whitmeister. I hey, feel like, that. I feel like looking at this list, this is Whitlock's only appearance. I just think that he felt bad. He was like, I got to be on here once. I mean, just show face. You know, he 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 barely squeezed on here. That's a, that's a Whit, like, Whitlock-type performance. Yeah, if you're Garrett Whitlock, you're a little stingy for most of the year. And you kind of need to have at least one day where you put it all aside and you you put other people before yourself. Self, you know, you have to think of others sometimes. And he was really, he was doing that in this performance as best as he could. Awesome. Backing that up, five <laughs> days later, Michael Waka against the White Sox. Again, not not a very common name on this on this list. Five five earned over four four to third. You know, Waka's a guy that I think. I don't. I don't think he's up for the Santa Claus award. I don't think he's up for the Do Less Give More award. But we might hear his name no. later when it comes to some other awards that were given out. I will say Waka, like Waka, had a very good year, and not to hint at anything, but we do have the Gonbridge Awards coming up later in the show, which I think his name might appear somewhere. But you look at. Like his final stats, the last month of the season, he was not fantastic. I feel like Waka was either like seven, eight shutout innings. In fact, didn't he he had a complete game shutout, I think, at at some point in the season. Or like like a game like this, basically. Has he been resigned yet? No. No. In fact, I think I saw a list. He's like the top free agent left. I believe it. Hey, if he has a repeat Once David year. Price has been signed. I think oh, he yeah, retired, Price. didn't he? David Price? I thought he said he was retired. Fortnite is kind of falling off the map. He's going to be real bored. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Maybe Tingle Fingers? He tingles. Uh, a guy who did make the list, wasn't arrested at Gillette, Rich Hill, on May 30th against the Orioles, six earned over four innings. That's Pitts that that's Pittsburgh Pirate Rich Hill to you. That, excuse me. Not, He's not save that Chesney drunk tank. I can't Rich wait. Hill. I think I told you guys this. 
that I saw some picture from like May outside PNC Park and the Pirates have like banners across the front of the stadium for like their their good players. And uh they had Get Rich Hill up there. What? Get Rich Hill up there. I think they will, because you know who they had up there last year? Heath Hembray had a little banner up there. Really? I swear He's to God. Crunch. Yeah. Hell yeah. He was brother. gross for a year. He was good. He was good for a year. Not worthy of a banner outside the stadium. I guess for the Pirates, maybe, but Rich Hill's good. Got... O'Neal Cruz. He's not even that good. He's supposed Throws to be. Fast. <laughs> He's fast and can throw hard. Strikes out a lot. Hey, but he's young. I think he. I think he will end up being good. Who's uh right. Henry Davis coming up anytime soon? I don't know. You got Chavis. He got released. I think. That was such a slap in the face. He had a good Michael Chavis year, and then he got released. He did have a good Michael Chavis year. He hit like two seventy with like twenty something home runs, didn't he? The Pirates saw he a did. little. It saw a little bit of potential. They, they were like, he we had something like go. that. We gotta let you go. He, he, had, a, he had a good Michael Chavis year. All right, like, I don't know if he hit 270, but he hit like 20 home runs. I'm going to say like 232, 22 home runs. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll tell you right now. 229, 14 home runs. A negative uh, yeah, that sounds about right. That's that's a good <laughs> Michael Chavis year. He's unsigned. You think Chavis ever plays in the big leagues again? Yeah. No. Yeah, 100%. Come I on. think he's going to go join like Sam Travis and Devin Barrero in the, uh, the pit of despair. Sam Travis is going to be an all-star one day. And you're going to get that jersey. Oh, yeah, don't sleep. My guy, Sam Travis. He was good. I don't, I don't I know. I hope they give him like the, uh, I hope they give him like the Derek Jeter treatment. And like, as soon as he's going to retire, everyone just votes him in. Yeah, they should. Played 59 games for the Red Sox in 2019. That is an absurd amount of games. Sam Travis? Yeah. It actually would be really funny if you took just a completely irrelevant player and voted him into the all-star game like can you imagine sam travis gets like three million votes and starts for starts at first base he would really have to do something interesting off the field i mean the nh that happened in the nhl you guys remember like it was probably six or seven years ago john scott he's like a like fourth line grinder he had like two career goals in like 15 years voted really? as the all-star game captain hell yeah brother hell yeah Make it happen. That's electric. Make it happen. Let's get Sam Travis on the pod. Chug it along into this list. Let's do it. Connor Seabold gets the Blue Jays. We we took a month hiatus, which is really nice. Dude, it was We're that into month, the of month, June. Of, month of June. It's good. We went from May 30th to June 27th against the Blue Jays, but he went out with a bang. Seven earned over four and a four and two thirds. That's just that's okay. It's a patented Connor Seabold start. It's an all right performance right and then our good friend nick pavetta backs it up about a week later july 5th against the rays seven earned five and two thirds i remember that's just that like game. a that's that's a long generous start very generous you get into the sixth and you allow seven earned i remember this like either letting up nothing or or really giving it out you know i remember that game vividly it was about like two weeks a week and a half two weeks before the all-star break and I remember saying, and I know we talked about this, if Pavetta turns in like two more good starts, he could be an all-star. And yes. then I remember I was rooting so hard for him. I remember it was raining at that game and he got shelled. And I was yeah. like, didn't he have back to back terrible starts? Yeah, he had 
awful. Two awful. Stars. I don't know if the other one. Oh, it, okay. Yep. We'll get to also, that. Also, um, I know that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode that nothing Red Sox related really has happened. Uh, of all these on the Rangers now, that's something I just thought That is of. true. Yeah. yeah. We also got Corey Kluber. I guess we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. We did get the Klub. Let's go. I can't just see that. But a year later. It's a long time. ball. The Klub ball? Unreal. Huge. I think he can Josh Winkowski comes on the list next. Uh-oh. We had a really long stretch. We go from like July 5th straight through like the 11th. They just got shelled every day for a week. Hey, I, Christmas in July, you know? Christmas in July. Josh Winkowski joins the, joins, joins the list on it's the 7th of July against the Yankees. Like Josh Givkowski because he's just he's a generous guy. What was the stat Dick line Cern. right there? Five innings. Again, just like long, generous start. They had no yeah. one in the bullpen. I mean, they, they clearly did not. They were just getting shelled for a week. There's, there were, you know, a few instances like that where the, the Sox just couldn't help themselves. They were they're the most generous team in the league. And you know I, I stand could... by that they, they should give out actual socks to homeless people in, in December. I don't know. That's that was, a really that that's a huge missed opportunity. What? That's that's always my closing thought for the giving socks. That's giving you huge, credit for that idea. It's a huge missed opportunity. I don't know why they don't do it, but I digress. Connor Siebold joins the list yet again the next day against the Yankees. Seven earned runs, two and two thirds innings. That's just a that's just straight generous. That's like in and out. You know this what I mean? Game. It's like you're in, you give up the runs, and then you're out. I think the Red Sox, what date was this? The uh, 8th. I'm pretty sure they somehow... Oh no, I they think they won 8-7 to seven that day. No, oh. they they got blown out that, that game. But uh, Connor Siebold got like lifted. I remember he was just atrocious. I think he gave up a first inning home run to Stan maybe. And they pulled him with like an injury. And I was like, I think he was actually hurt. But I just remember being like, oh, my God, this nothing like the Phantom IL. Oh, yeah, you got to love it. I don't I don't want to see Connor Siebold on the mound again for the Red Sox. Hey, you're going to have to see somebody on the mound for the Red Sox that you're not going to like. So you might as well be Connor Siebold, right? We'll give him another shot. He was I mean, I guess he's still a good prospect. We'll see. I mean, hey, it's like people were out on Cutter Crawford there for a while. And uh, now look at him. He's like our best pitcher. Figured it out. Like our best pitcher. Yep. Bale was uh, not great to start. Now he's uh, he's figured it out. Figured it out. Did you see the report that said the Red Sox rotation is a quote-unquote area of depth? I did see that. I want to know where. Depth? It's like, I mean... What's depth? You know what I mean? Depth of good players? I don't know. Do we have a lot of people? Do we got a good amount of bodies that we could throw in there? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. If they're good. I mean, they got like the main, like not the main five. I mean, like you got Pavetta, Kluber, uh, Bayo, if it's 2017, Sale. we're good. We are a really good. A really good. You guys yeah. remember in 2015? Sorry, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I'm just saying we Sale, Paxton, Kluber. Yeah, I mean, really we're good. good. They'd we're be really good. good. You guys remember in 2015, uh, coming off 
2014 when they traded Lester, Lackey, PV, Dubront, like everybody who was relevant on the 2013 traded everybody. 2015, they come into the season with the, the rotation of no aces. And it was like, I think it was Buckles, Porcello, Masterson. Oh, God, who else was on that team? Um, Masterson? I forget who the other two starters were. And people were like, it's going to work. It's going to be okay. They were awful that year. And this, it's kind of given me shades of this rotation where people are like, Buckles can be another one, a number one. Pavetta can be a number one. No, he can't. I, that's wrong, Steven. Who is saying that? Who is saying Nick Pavetta can be the number one in a solid rotation? I feel like the Red Sox are the way this rotation is. That like you think that like Alex Cora is just like yeah, we got confidence in Pavetta that he can go out there and you know start an All Star game. Pavetta reminds me of Porcello in a way, not like not as good, but he just goes out there and eats innings. Yeah, he does. Right, he eats innings for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, dude. Yeah, just... sure does. He's what giving was, out uh, runs. What was Justin Masterson's nickname from Eck? Uh, I don't know. Probably something foul. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't that bad. It was like Chaz Masterson or something. It was something stupid. Gas Masterson. Yes, Gas. Gas Masterson. His name was Justin. I thought it was Cody. Uh, no. The other two know. starters on that. I genuinely team, don't know. Other two starters on that team were uh, Wade Miley. And Joe Kelly. Hey, Wade, Wade Miley, Miley threw a no-hitter like once. Country guy. Did he? Yeah, I loved Wade Miley. I, he's a good. He threw a no-hitter for the Mariners. Did he? It was. It was the most. It was the Orioles. It was like the most obscure, like July day. And I remember turning on ESPN, and they were like, "Uh, this guy we've never heard of. His name is Wade Miley. He just threw a no-hitter." Oh yeah, it was with Cincinnati. I didn't even know he did that, or at least forgot he did that. Yeah, it got like. It got so little media coverage because it was Wade Miley, but what did he do? Forgotten gem of of like the what twenty threw no hitter. He did, right? <laughs> Don't remember. Who was it against? Since for who? Since he for the Reds? Oh no, I do remember that actually. It was against uh, the Indians. The Guardians. What? You, that was uh, that, no, it was uh, the Indians. Uh, they gave him like a really good card in the show. I think. Really. Yeah. What year was that? That was 2021. Yeah. Do you guys I know remember Rich, it now. Rich Hill was on that 2015 team too? Pitched four games. Actually, I remember that. The Red Sox? Yeah, he pitched four games for the Sox. And then he, they went and uh, he, he signed with the A's, traded to the Dodgers, and had like two pretty good years. Anyway, Clawson? Well, we've got the Yankees for a third straight entry here. Nick Pavetta, July 10th. Six earned over three and a third. Just straight generous. Oh, I, I also, I was just looking up Justin Masterson and I looked up Gas Masterson and there's a Reddit um, thread where it's just like, love Eck to death. This is an electric nickname. And then the other top comment is, I believe he also said that Erod has quote unquote sneaky cheese today. So that was four years ago. <laughs> unbelievable uh one of the only things i remember from justin masterson was um that his wife was like super popular because she made like really good baked goods hell yeah dude you got i mean you gotta love it team mom team 
Who it wasn't? Oh, Avaldi's wife was was making cakes for the team this year. She'll oh, be missed. Exactly. She'll be missed. That's what I'm saying, it's bad bad for the culture. Keep him around. Hey, we should put Whitlock's wife on the mound. I bet she throws heat. You spread her out wide. The Pats need help. She's like six foot four, bro. She can. I know. I think she can. She can throw some gas. I bet she played volleyball or something. I know she's an athlete. Put her on first. She's probably Medorf Casas. Doesn't even look big. Sox somehow won this game. (laughs) We got next, Clawson. Did they really? Yeah, they did. They came back. Uh, 11 to 6. Good for them. New entrant on the list, Brian Bayo. I didn't know how to spell his first name. I spelled it wrong like four times. I had to look it up. B-R-A-Y-A-N. Brian. A-Y-A-N. B-R-A-Y-A-N. A-Y? I thought it was just B-R-Y-A-N. That's what I thought. There's a sneaky A in there. I think it's Brian Bello. Anyway, Brian Bello made the list. The next day against the Rays, just a, a socks and underwear performance. Five earned over four innings. There you go. Love that. Welcome to the majors. We back it up with our, our incoming ace, Nick Pavetta, on the 16th of July against the Yankees once again. Uh, he uh, seven earned, four and a third. The Yankees owned us this year. There's just no way around that. He had three awful starts in a row. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. John Henry outside Fenway for the uh, Winter Classic. People are just screaming at him. Pay Raffy. Anyway, sorry. Was, doesn't he own the Penguins? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's probably rooting for them. I know. This is like a conflict of interest oh. game for him. How much you want? How much do you think a beer costs at this game? Uh like probably fourteen bucks. Yeah, I went to a devil. I went to the Devils game yesterday, and uh, a beer there was sixteen dollars. Jesus! But they were, I will say, they were tall boys. If that makes anything better, but still sixteen dollars. I mean, you can buy a, you can buy a tall boy from a, a convenience store for like a dollar twenty five. Yeah, I will sure. say. The prices at Fenway, I thought were really bad. Then I went to the Prudential Center. I, I've never been to the Garden, so I don't know if the like Garden is on par with with the the Pru, but it it is like Madison Square or TD. Uh, TD. Like the, the like, I think a a, a burger with fries was twenty one dollars. Yeah. I think that's that sounds about right. I'm that not sounds kidding. Sounds about right. Chicken tenders with fries was like sixteen bucks. Yeah, how many did they give you? I will Fenway say two. Generous Fenway. Fenway, you can get them for like ten bucks, but they give you two small pieces. That's they were crazy. giving you. I didn't buy any food at the game, but they gave you five pieces at the Devils game. That's. I mean, uh, hey, for sixteen bucks, five pieces. You know, you're at the Devils game. I think that's a solid value there because at Fenway you're paying like 10 or 11 bucks for two. Those are small too. The and amount of times outrageous, the amount outrageous. of times like I'd get that. And then the, whoever I'm with, like Klaus, and I think one time I was with you and I got that and I'm like waiting for you to pay. And I take like two bites. I'm halfway through my, my meal already before we yeah. start walking back to the seat. 
Not to mention the helmet not. Honestly, the condiments. The nachos is probably the your best bag for buck oh, purchase. Yeah, we talk about this all the time. But the condiments at Fenway, awful. Condiments are atrocious. I you got like right. fruit salad and your ketchup. It's like a vegetable. It's like V8. It's a goddamn bottle of V8. The, uh, I'm ride or die with the helmet nachos. Those were phenomenal. Helmet nachos are those good. are those are probably your best bang for buck. You get a lot. See, with yeah, that. I always go with the bang for the buck. I think it, I think it's one hot dog and a soft pretzel. I think that's there you go. A lot of the, cards. The volume there. Steve, the last time I Steve, my only problem with that is the last time I did that, I could feel my arteries closing up. Why? Because of the pretzel? Because of both. Uh, it's a it's a pretzel. It's bread. And a hot dog? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll just pound two hot dogs. Easy. I mean, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah. Is that better or worse? I, the pretzel I think that's worse than uh, a pretzel. I think the pretzel did me in. Mm, I don't know. One time at the turn, uh, I was playing 18. Ate, I, I bought myself three hot dogs, and then I ate them. And then the cart girl came up to our group and said, I have two hot dogs here that um, nobody claimed. Do you guys want them? They're kind of like uh, temperate. They're not hot anymore. And I said, yeah, sure. And I ate those two, and then I ate five hot dogs in like 10 minutes. And you had the, you had the best back nine of your life, I bet. Oh, not even. I was moving slow. My distances <laughs> were not great. Just hitting my six iron like buck forty. I was like, oh, I'm moving. There was no, no club head speed there. Nice, love it. Pulled it down. Speaking anyway. of club head speed. Oh. Speaking of club head speed, are we about to get into the good one? Moving slow. Oh my god. Moving slow. This is the this is our best performance of the year. Our most generous performance of the year. July 22nd against the Blue Jays. We have three entries. First off, is our good friend Nate Evaldi. Nine earned runs over two and two-thirds. To be fair, Jaron Duran is to blame for like half of those. Oh, that is yes. Fair. That is fair. Uh, following this up, I believe subsequently Austin Davis came into the game. Allowed five earned runs over one in the third innings. And then, I don't know if this was right after, but at some point in the game, Caleb Ort, I had to look up his first name. I didn't even know who he was. Came in. And this is a this is in contention for the Do Less Give More Award, folks. I think he finished Eight second. earned runs. He did finish second. The only reason he didn't he didn't win was we, we had an infinite we had an infinite number. Eight earned runs over two thirds of an inning. This game was. I I simply I simply think I could go to every Red Sox game in my lifetime and not see a game worse than this one. This. I wonder what. I'm gonna calculate his ERA just for that one start. I think it's. I'm putting the over under at like a hundred. It's oh, it's over a hundred. It's I think it's over hundred. Yeah, this was the twenty-eight to five game. Um, that I actually, I was scrolling through like my Snapchat memories from over the summer recently. And this was the first game either after, hold on, let me pull up the Red Sox schedule. This was the first game, I think after the all-star break. Uh, let's see here. E... It was either the first home game. Yeah. It was the first game after the all-star break. Wow. And 
I had a me- like a Snapchat memory of a, a short video before the game started that was like second half starts now feeling a win today, and they proceeded to get just absolutely slammed. What do we got for an ERA? Uh, I believe I have a calculation. Oh boy. So if I did my math right, eight earned runs over point six six innings pitched. Anyone want to see if they can do the quick math in their head? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm mad at math. I don't know. I'm gonna say one hundred nine. I was yeah. I would have totally embarrassed myself if I if I ventured a guess yeah, on that. That's, math. Just, that's just bad. Oh my gosh. That's just brutal. That I just I still can't get over how bad that game was. Just no. awful. Well, if it makes hey, but bad. I I like it because you know if you're gonna be bad, you might as well be really bad. They were you know? really bad and really generous. If you want to look at it a different way, really good. Really, if it makes you guys good? feel any better. They took a day off from being generous, but two days later on July twenty fourth. Brian Bayo, Bray and Bayo, however you say his name. I think it's feeling Brian. generous again against the Blue Jays. A nice socks and underwear performance. Five earned over four innings. Credit to yeah. Alex for not letting this guy get absolutely shelled. But I, I'm a big believer in the five five uh five run four inning. Um, yeah. We're we're not at a biggie bag yet, the five over five. But it's it's close. Close, very close. Love, love a good uh, biggie bag. Two days later, gets the Guardians. Josh Winkowski takes the mound once again. Hell just a nice yeah. five earned over three innings. You can't can't go wrong with that. That's just generous, guys. Great stuff. Great That's stuff. great value. That's great value. That yeah, is great but value. Cutter Cutter Crawford. We're 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 rifling through. We're into the month of August where going. we have. 10 entries in the month of August. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Cutter Crawford, seventh against the Royals. He had a biggie bag. We finally got one. Five earned over five innings. Beautiful. That's that's just quality. Yeah, that is. That's my go to. Can't miss. Hold on, Clausen, before you rapid fire, you might as well introduce this one. Well, all right. This one, I'm not going to. For those math geeks out there, you guys can figure out how the math works out for this one, but this same game right after Cutter Crawford left, uh, our good friend Darwinson Hernandez took the mound. And uh, after recording a, a record zero outs or allowed five earned runs. Yeah. So do math on that. That's uh that's do infinity math. folks. That's infinity. Yeah, so it's like if, but picture this. Is the math different if he recorded zero outs and only let up one run, you know? Wait, sorry. Or is it still or is no. it still just infinite? It's infinite. I if he doesn't infinite. get an, if he doesn't get an out, it's I think it's infinite. So yeah. You can't so. even calculate an ERA with that. It needs to be more than I went on the ERA calculator website and I put uh total number of runs runs five, number of innings pitched zero, and it said error. Please make sure the number of innings pitched is more than zero. I think it's infinite. I think it's infinite, folks. Yeah, so it's really hard to argue with um with that. Can't argue with math. No, you can't. Simply can't. 
someone who also won't argue with math, Josh Winkowski, about 11 days later on the 18th of August against the Pirates, our good friends. Uh, I don't know how he did this. How do you allow six earned over five innings to the Pirates? I think he was looking... Uh, you're just as bad as they are. He was looking for the biggie bag, and he just gave up one, one too many. Got a little too generous. A little bit. A little bit. Next day against the Orioles. This was another good game for the Sox. Cutter Crawford, nine earned over three and two-thirds. That's great. That a boy, Cutter. just let him run. That's all time. Cora That's all time. Run. He was just, just, how many games? Jeez. Ah, it is all time. They lost that game 15 to 10. Yikes. <laughs> Must have been a good game to watch. At least they scored 10. Jeru. Cutter Crawford only still only threw. And you know who came in after? Sawman. Well, okay, actually, yep. I see where you're who going. Who came in after that? Yep. I got you. Ryan Brazier came in later in the game. Yep. Five earned over two thirds innings. Another just straight up generous performance out of Ryan Brazier. What a guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. What a guy. What a guy. Um this guy is he's I've 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 seen this man's name a lot more than I expected. Josh Winkowski, August 23rd against the Blue Jays, six earned, two and two-thirds. I feel like every time he touched Straight the generosity. mound, he, he was just generous. He's he generous. had He had like one or two bad starts uh, like to start his career, and then he was good in June, so was everybody, and then fell off. That adds up. Yep. Does add up. Rich Hill. September sixth against the Rays, just straight socks and underwear performance, guys. Five earned for for uh four and eight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, socks and underwear performances. That's solid. It's solid. That's just it's just solid. Oh. And, you know, following them up. We took a two week break, but we're back against the Yankees. Surprise, surprise. Our ace, Nick Pavetta. Nice biggie bag performance. Five earned over five innings. It's a casual. He's just handed them out. There you go. I mean it's casual. It's just what you do. <laughs> just and then the last do. two, <laughs> last two entries on the list. Hold surprisingly, on, hold on, hold on. I just what? looked up. I just looked up Biggie Bag, and the first thing that pops up is Biggie Bag price. Well, what do you think it is? It's five bucks. Yeah, that's five the bucks. joke, dude. <laughs> no, I know, but like, how do you not know that? What do you? Like, of course, it's five bucks. Well, yeah, it's Biggie Bag. I, yeah, they do advertise it as the five dollar biggie bag. That's why we're saying it. I know, I know, but that was like you know when you I Google something. I just I just thought it was funny that like, I, like you're looking up. Never mind, just keep going. I thought that was. I'm just, I'm, I'm I might so have to get confused. a biggie bag after after this episode. Bag. I might go get a biggie bag. It's only five bucks. Hey, no free ads, but hey, we're hammering home. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, a junior bacon cheeseburger. Crispy chicken BLT or a double stack, plus fries, nuggets, and a drink. So it's kind of like the inflation. That's, that's value. I saw like, a TikTok the other day that made me upset. It was a Wendy's worker, and she said, uh, "Point of view: I give you normal nuggets, even though I know for a fact you asked for spicy nuggets, and uh, it's her doing it." It's like, oh, if you don't, why like, are you doing you don't that like your me? job? Don't take it out on the people. If I know if I if I order spicy nuggets and I get normal ones, my day quite possibly my week ruined. is just off the rails at that point. Ruined, absolutely ruined. Have you guys um 
Ever been to Culver's? No free ads? No. Not I, really one in my area. No. I think I was in Florida last week, and uh, I think they exist only in Wisconsin and Florida. Just an uh, odd range. But um, we went, and it was not great, I will say. Not great. Maybe that's why there's not that many of them. Yeah, probably not. You want to talk about – That would make sense. You want to talk about value, though? Um, cookout, which I've, I've mentioned before, my distaste for it. I got like, um, a full, like chicken tender meal with fries then came with two sides, which I got like hush puppies and a corn dog and a milkshake for like six fifty. You know, no matter how bad it is, that's it's a still a steal. Yeah. I proceeded to have awful like acid reflux for like the next 24 hours as did everybody else who went. But I mean, we didn't spend a lot of money. So who's the real winner? Oh, is he in the dog? Oh, oh. oh he's on the dog. Out. Oh, ah. oh, oh. Ah, dog gone. left. Well, I think, it, I think with that, I think it's time to wrap up the giving socks. Michael Waka is our last two mentions on the list. September 27th against the Orioles, 6 and 3 and a third. Just against generous. the Orioles. Oof. And then Michael Walker taking us out like we were born into this world against the Blue Jays, October 2nd. Nice socks out of nowhere. Five earned four, four, four innings. That's like the trademark Sox performance. Five earned over four innings. God. There, nothing. Uh, not nothing I'd rather have than to start start the year with uh with an underwear and socks against the Blue Jays and end it as well. Poetic. The underwear and socks award. You go out the way you go in. Poetic. Absolutely poetic. It's the underwear and socks award. Think it. Think it's time to uh announce the announce the awards. If you've been listening close, who do you think it is? We'll, we'll give you a second to think about it, the listeners. Like it's a nice episode of. A blues clues, or or a what have you? Guys, you. you guys want to take? Oh wait, you guys have seen the list. So I was going to ask you for your guesses. Nah, I just announce it. I'm trying to think who I would have guessed before this episode. Probably this guy, honestly. Well, the Santa Claus Award goes to our future ace, Nick Pavetta. Hey, so what's the uh, what's hey. the criteria for the Santa Claus Award? Just the most performances, not the worst performance. Yeah, your your most. Yeah, most like largest number of generous perf- individual generous performances. Yeah, and then our do less give more award. Statistically, I I don't think that, that I totally agree with this winner, but I can't argue with the math. It, it's Darwinson Hernandez. His performance of no or no outs recorded and five earned runs statistically gives him an infinite ERA. It's like an anomaly. Honestly, just it is. Honestly, I'm I'm gonna say this. You put me on the mound, and I'm giving you at least that. I'm I'm giving you an out before I allow five runs, guaranteed. No, no uh, shot. Yes, I promise you that. Think of. I I'm, guess I think about it this way: guys in BP don't hit homers every time, right? And how much worse would I be than like, uh, like say Yolmer Sanchez, just like, like lobbing much worse? In. No, I, think- I wouldn't. I'd be lobbing them in there at like sixty. Yeah, it's not fast enough for them to hit out. Exactly. So one of them would would roll over one, chop it to third. Rafi would probably boot it, make the play. But 
What I'm saying is I could get I could get an out as long as I'm not walking everybody. I could get an out before giving up five runs. I truly believe that. Yeah, I think the first guy that I see is going to be so eager to you know start swinging for the fences that he might be off his game. Yeah, the only I think thing we're looking I... at a, a. You guys remember the final scene of Rookie of the Year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, where he like re-breaks his arm and like throws the lob ball, yeah. and a huge like steroid meathead just completely whiffs on it. It's a great movie. I think that's what we're looking at. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, great. can't believe you like Fever Pitch more than that. Me? I had a conversation with a awesome. kid for probably twenty minutes about Fever Pitch in the in the bar a couple weeks ago. You love it. You love a fever pitch. Like I, I, I wasn't starting the cover. I wasn't starting or continuing the conversation. This kid was just going off about fever pitch. Your top three movies are fever pitch, weekend of Bernie's, weekend of Bernie's two. Yeah. I would, I would give a break between, I'd probably say weekend at Bernie's fever pitch and then weekend at Bernie's two. You got to have some space in between. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. To have Weekend of Bernie's and Weekend of Bernie's 2 back-to-back. Asinine. Asinine. Well, the Giving Sox 2022. Yeah, 2022. Good work, Lawson. Congratulations. I, I appreciate it. The Those who gave. Congratulations you to, to those, those who gave. gave. That's right. And John Henry, if you ever want to give out you know, some Red Sox to the homeless of Boston and the surrounding Boston area, Hit my line and my Venmo. Just Venmo Steve like $10,000 and he'll go buy socks on good faith. <laughs> yeah, I will. He says he promises. God. See, was that Scout's honor, promise? right, Steve? Scout's honor. Imagine the amount of socks you could buy with 10 grand. Probably like 10 grand. Yeah. Worth of socks, yeah. No. No, socks are a dollar a pair. What's the pack of socks? Couple bucks. Get a six pack of socks for like ten bucks. Yeah. Do that app. Bet you're getting like ten thousand socks. We got some awards to give out. Some more awards. It's gonna be the longest episode yeah. of all time. We're we're gonna we're gonna make this try to make this quick. Um, the 2022 Gombridge Awards. We've got nine categories today, voted on by the listeners. We had nothing to do with this. Voted on by the listeners. Our category. What? I voted. I actually did vote too. But (laughs) I didn't vote. It's not like we picked these ourselves. I Um, voted. I didn't. I I let the I let the democracy. You did not vote, Clausen. My one vote doesn't matter. Okay. No, my one vote doesn't matter. Doesn't matter in anything. Well, this is not an electoral college. This is actually these votes do matter. In fact, one of these races came down to one vote. Really? That's crazy. Really? But I haven't looked at the results, so I want to give my opinion, and then you can tell us okay. the actual results. I'll give a quick rundown. I will tell you, I've, I've looked at none of these. I've looked at none of these results, yep. so everything is going to be a surprise to me. All right. Cool. We've got nine awards to give out this year. Our categories are on-field guest of the year, which is for a former player or current player, but we didn't have any of those on the show this year. Uh, off-field guest of the year. We, we're a little bit lacking in the guest department this year, I will say. Um, I feel like that's not true. I feel well, like we had a ton of guests. At the beginning of the year, we were hot. We 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 right, started yeah, yeah. good and ended good. 
We had six guests on this year. All right. The list of guests was was very, very good. It was very good. We just didn't. I'd rather have quality over quantity, though. You know? Factual. Right? We got some great guests. Uh, then we've got off-field guests of the year, which is more of like a media member. Someone who never played baseball. Episode of the year. Segment of the year. Hitter of the year. Pitcher of the year. Breakout performer of the year. Flop of the year. And Red Sox moment of the year. So Dude, the Red Sox moment of the year can be like taken in two different ways because it's like the best moment for the Red Sox this year or the moment in the season where you're like a classic Red Sox moment right there, like Jaron Duran just like missing a fly ball. Yeah, best moment of the year, which I I had a lot of trouble coming up with, I will say. <laughs> Um, so let's, the first let's do it. The first award this year is the on-field guest of the year award, who last year was won by Chris Troy, who we unfortunately man. did not have on the show in the year of 2022. Our three nominees this year: Bronson Arroyo, Pat Light, and Lenny Donardo. Some great options. Some great options. Three fantastic episodes. Loved all three. Loved all three. I was torn, to say the least. I think, you know, you couldn't go wrong either way. I mean, you got two World Series champions. And Pat Light, who was just an absolute maniac. (laughs) My opinion, I personally voted with a slight edge towards Bronson Arroyo. Just a, a big time player making big time plays. That's just my opinion, but I can see any of the three. You're telling, you're telling me that you didn't vote for Pat White, where we all we talked about was drinking and women the whole time. Hey, um, we what's it called? Yeah, I I mean these these were all great episodes. Um, and matter of fact, this was the one that came down to one vote. Wow. One vote between the winner and second place. It was very, very close. And the winner of the 2022 Gone Bridge on-field guest of the year award goes to (laughs) Bronson Arroyo. Wow. That's right. That's crazy. That would have been a shame if he lost. It would have been an all-time upset, but I would have been able to see. I would have had, I would have been able to see. Everybody got a lot of votes. It was very, very close. I was watching this like throughout the day because it kept bouncing back and forth and Bronson one by one vote. Guardy, I can picture you like who's the CNN guy that like John King, I the guy that like watches all the elections. I mean, I wasn't like I would check. Like, I checked maybe looking like, at the maps, times, but like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so over here in Worcester, we can expect some votes for Bronson. Um, you know, all right. Our next, our next category is off field guests of the year, which last year was won by Steve Peral. This year, our nominees are Jake Yassi, Jared Carabas, and Steve Peral. Just a crew, a good crew, good crew of guys. Great crew. I think people are going to sleep on Jake. I think people are going to sleep on that that episode. That's a great episode. I'll say this was, was another a great episode. Close, that this was another close one. 
this was another close one. Do you have well. screenshots of these votes uh, or vote results? Yeah. Or I'll, the numbers at least? Yeah. You can, if you, you go shoot into, them, shoot them over. If you go into the Gonbridge Instagram and you go into archives and story archives, you can like see the results for each one. Oh, okay. Cool. And the winner. I feel like we could we could see some riots and I feel like we hold on. I feel like we could see some riots in the streets if if we get a certain winner. I don't I, I I don't know what you mean by that. There was I, there, there there was some there was some contention in the 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 voting last year. There was. There was. Yeah, there was. There was. I will say this. We've got a new winner this year. The winner of the off-field guest of the year award goes to Jared Carabas. The rocket himself. You no, know, that's 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 well deserved. That's really well well deserved. That's just right. all I'll say about it. Jared has one, Steve has one. It's like Ronaldo and Messi. They both got their ballon doors. Yep. Yeah. They're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to duke it out in twenty twenty three. They're gonna have to. I hope I hope Jake wins next year. It was very close. We gotta get Jake on the show again. I think I think Jared's gonna be happy to hear that he pulled out the dub. I do too. And I will actually no, I'm not gonna disclose voting results. No 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 results. Pat Light, I am looking at the uh the voting right now. Yep. Uh Palais did vote for himself in the uh, in the on field guest of the year, which I find uh funny. I was gonna say Jared Jared voted for Jake. He see, that's the thing. Selfless. Jared said he voted for Steve last year. He's a selfless guy. Selfless. He's a selfless guy. I remember votes. Didn't he's gonna be like you vote for himself. Of course, no, Steve no. voted for himself. I mean, sometimes you got to vote for, be your own biggest fan. I yeah. personally would vote for myself I would vote too. For myself if I was, 100%. if I was up for any award, I'd vote for myself. Absolutely. In fact, I'd create a second email to vote for myself again. Yeah, I, I'd be burner after burner voting for myself. That's how it would be. <laughs> but sometimes get this you award. just come across a guy like Jared Carabas, and imagine one of those, he's, one he's of out those here guys, voting for his boys. Imagine one of those guys just won by like a thousand votes, just from like all like. The, the silhouette like fake accounts imagine oh, if jared yeah. just like tweeted and was like go vote for me on this, on well, this i poll. was gonna say i was gonna say this year uh nobody like reposted this on like their stories or anything and i think if you do that it's like you you lock up the award basically that's what ct did that last ct did that the vote he got like 150 votes the next closest person was like 25 ct deserved it Oh, well, he did. That's the thing. It's like, I was very happy he got it. Very happy. I love how Pat voted on all of these. <laughs> you think you think Pat listened to any other episodes outside of his own? No, no. <laughs> Speaking Pat's of. Just, Pat's just sitting at the end of the bar, just clicking away. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's like, like cleaning up the bar in the morning. He's got Gone Bridge on like the surround sound. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. Imagine it's like 2.30 it's like in the morning and he has the NPR episode going on. Like, this is fucking fire. <laughs> All right. Next category, speaking of uh, episodes, uh, we've got episodes of the year. Um, I don't think we've officially, like, agreed on this as as the three of us, but I chose episodes that we didn't have guests because I think that we kind of already voted on that. Yep. Um, so our four nominees this year, um, this was a little bit harder to pick from than last year. Uh, number one, cool story, bro. Great episode, which was the one I voted for. I 
that was a great one after they signed Trevor Story. That's an uh, all-time name. That's an all-time name of a all time. Episode. All time. Uh, number two, win seven out west. That was episode eighty-eight. Um, that was one of the only good parts of the season. Number three was best record in June, episode ninety-one, and the fourth one. Uh, uh, this is a classic off-season episode. Instant classic. Episode one hundred two, Big Poppy's Grill. And the winner, again by one vote of the episode of the year, goes to Big Poppy's Grill. Yeah. Shout out to Framingham. I was down there last uh, week or two ago. I saw that. I was talking to a co-worker of mine. He's from Framingham. He he misses Big Poppy's Grill. He misses it. Yeah. They got a legal seafood there now. No, no free. Yet. They got an ill. They have an illegal fish <laughs> illegal <restaurant seafood>. there. <laughs> oh boy! I also shout out to shout out to Lenny uh, for voting on this uh, poll as well. I I wonder if he listened to the to these episodes, Maybe. but he voted. He voted. I so. You know, uh, I will say, yeah. I will say, not to say we peaked in 2021, but we we had some fantastic episodes in 2020. I think 2023 is going to be great. I'm just going to I'm just going to put it out there not to diminish any of the work we did over the last year, but 2021's greatest episode absolutely dwarfs 2022's. Well, it's 2021's best episode. The one the oh, uh, uh, section 10 game recap. That was uh Oh yeah, that was a silly episode. Some, something at Fenway. I don't oh. know, but that that was just chaos. What was that episode called? It was like section Fenway was section ten or something, something like that. The name wasn't like overly exciting. It was uh, section ten. Fenway was section ten and company. Yeah, that was personally. I voted for. Uh, I I did vote for Big Poppy's Grill this year. I I will say I voted for that. Glad it won. It's a great episode. I think that was my number two. I voted for Cool Story Bro because that was like we'd been talking about nothing for so long. During the lockout, finally had something to talk about. Yeah. Um, the next category is segment of the year. And Steve, I know we both voted for the same thing here. I think that this is an absolute tragedy. I think that's it's a little bit of an upset. I think this one's an upset. I think Our that nom- people like the idea of of you know what one. See the yeah, I'll explain. Let me the nominees this year. Very similar to last year. Alex Cora, impact player of the week. Questions with Matt, closing out the ninth, and laughing at the Yankees. Now, I put laughing at whoa, the Yankees. Whoa, 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 Hold on. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I know what you're going to say. Why wasn't Stevie Locks included? Oh, dude, I don't even think that was last year. That was not. <laughs> was it? I thought you were going to say no to the Clawson, which kind of we haven't done in a long time. Yeah, my creative spark has really disappeared. I When I get in bed, I'm just too tired to go to bed. <laughs> nice. That's fair. Um... The winner. I mean, please. I'll I'll announce it, and then I do want to. I do want to talk about it for a minute. The winner of segment of the year goes to laughing at the Yankees. I think this is just wrong. Whoa. It's just yeah. wrong. I agree. I think people like the idea of it, but people want to laugh at the Yankees. If you don't listen to the show every week and you vote on it, I think you're like, that's probably an awesome segment. The problem was, and I totally understand if you weren't listening every week this year, because um, it was not a fun, not a fun season. The problem was, is that we really did that segment like three or four times. And I just threw it on there because I needed a fourth. Did not think it was going to win. 
Yep. And it, it should have been. It should have been questions with Matt. Absolutely. Undoubtedly. The on commitment that, on... that Matt shows to to the to the game, to the game that he's married to, which is questions. I mean, how can you not vote for that? There is nothing nothing more that I wanted to do when making this was to announce this and be able to call Matt and present him with his award. And I'm I'm disappointed we can't do that this year. Um last year Alex Core Impact Player of the Week won. So another new winner. Next up, we've got the best Red Sox moment from the year. Um, our nominees are the Franchi walk-off Grand Slam against the Baltimore Orioles, uh, the Alex Verdugo walk-off against the Yankees where they came back in the ninth, number three, not giving up number 62 to Aaron Judge, and number four, the month of June as a whole. Again, me and Gardner like are on the one same of our page. Nominee- what, Clausen? Like- Sorry. I like that one of our nominees is not giving up a home run to Aaron Judge. Hey, small but, wins, small wins. I'll be honest, I was cons- uh, I was sitting at the airport when making this, and I needed one more. And my sister was the one who came up with the idea of not giving up sixty-two to Judge, which I thought was a tremendous idea. That was a big yeah, victory. I think that we were all happy that we didn't, we weren't the the suckers that did that. Absolutely. I I I didn't vote. For- have we announced the winner yet? Do you want to do uh, that? No, I'll announce it right now. The winner of the best Red Sox moment of the year is the month of June. Just the whole month of June, I feel like it's, it's just too much of a powerhouse of of a, of an option. It's not really a moment. I agree. I agree. The Such problem was there were there were so few moments to choose from, and that was really just the only month we had stuff going for us. Yeah. I vote. I voted. Uh, I voted for Verdugo. I did too, and that surprisingly came in last. Yeah. Really? Yep. All right. Moving I'd on to the there. final four awards. These are all player awards. You've got our hitter and pitcher of the year, and then our breakout and flop of the year. Another one. I hadn't seen this result. Another one that came down to one vote. The third category. This one the is hitter of the year. Tight. Hitter of the year. Nominees were Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, JD Martinez, and Alex Verdugo. And pains me to say this, but the winner of the Hitter of the Year award goes to a San Diego Padre in the name of Xander Bogarts. Really? Yeah. I would have handed that I to personally. Rafael. I voted for Rafi too. Hey, man, your one vote could have made the difference. I voted for Rafi too. Could have tied it up. Would it have made a difference if if I voted, Guardy? It would have tied it. Yeah. Well, then what do we do? Well, you didn't vote. Voting's closed, man. We we, we don't have rules for that. We already announced Bogarts is the winner. I I guess I think of this as I saved us a headache. (laughs) I guess. I think, I mean, it's close. I think Devers had a little bit of a better season, but you you can't go wrong with either of these two guys. No, no. Can't do it. Uh, next up, Pitcher of the Year Award. This one was the biggest runaway of any category. The nominees for this one, Tanner Houck, Michael Walker, Nathan Avaldi, and Garrett Whitlock. And the winner of the 2022 Pitcher of the Year Award goes to Michael Walker. Well-deserved. Obvious one. Very well-deserved. Extremely well-deserved. 
He, can we get him on the phone? Somebody calls agent. I don't have. I don't have Walker's number. You want to call? You want to call Bronson and tell him he won? The funny thing is, is I could do that, but he'd probably yeah. be like, "What show is that Who again?" The hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, nah, we got to get him on again. He did say, and he said it on the episode. He said, "I would love to to come back and do this again." Uh, he even he said that we did that a great him. job. He yeah. said that he's done it a couple times, a few shows, and he said we were the best. That's a real thing that he said. You can go back and listen we to that. We have we have we have things to hold against him now. What? what? He he told us on the air that he would come back and that we were great. They can't he can't go back on that. I don't know if you can hold that against him. I think that oh. yeah, that's that might be leverage. Who is leverage? Oh, it was Jonathan Van Every. Um, God, that was a long time ago. That was like two- he has a he has a John Cena story for us. Yeah, I was gonna say who is it? He was like, I gotta get Keith Folk on the show with me. Or was it? You remember that? No, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Mike Casey. Was no, it was either Timlin or Folk. He was talking about like I'll get him on the show. No, Sean Casey. That's who it was. Oh yes, I, yes, I think Denardo might have mentioned Keith Folk. That was yeah, that might have been. It. It oh no, Keith Folk commented on one of our posts when we put it up for Bronson. Someone was like, "I put like a silhouette up," and I was like, "Who's coming on the show?" And someone was like, "Keith Folk." And he was like, "Not me." No. I thought that was. He was yeah, like, "That's yeah, Bronson," yeah. didn't he? Didn't yeah, he say that? So. Yeah, he's like, "Not me." No. Not me. All right. Mm-hmm. Our final two awards. We've got the highs of the highs and the lows of the low. This next one, another runaway breakout of the year player who I think none of us expected to do anything or didn't even really know in the preseason and far exceeded our expectations. The nominees this year were John Schreiber, Brian Bayo, Christian Arroyo, and Rob Refsnyder. And the voters... Personally, I voted for Rob Refsnyder. Really? Yeah. Personally, I would have gone John Schreiber. That's the direction I went. And the winner of the breakout performance of the year goes to John Schreiber. I think that's well deserved. My man. But I mean, you got to look, if you look at the entire Rob Ref Snyder story, guy's like 30 years old, he's a career minor leaguer. And then he came up and he kind of earned a spot. He carved out a little role for himself on this uh, Boston Red Sox team. He was great last year. I enjoyed watching him play. He was like, you know, sometimes like there are players on the team who come up every single time and you're like this is going to be an out i actually like felt confident when ref snyder would come up that like he was going to do something yeah he also made a couple of really good plays in the outfield mm-hmm. when you know defense would be lacking and other uh other players in the outfield but you know rob had a great season but schreiber just had a better better season i guess they were both good both good now on both, to both both will be back next year, Very good. and I'm happy to have both of them back. Our final category is the flop performance of the year. Got four nominees. This was a player who we thought we had higher expectations for, and they came in, and they absolutely disappointed. Our four nominees are Jaron Duran, Bobby Dahlbeck, Hansel Robles, and Juris Familia. They were all pretty bad. I would, ha- I would have to give it to 
I'd, I'd have to give it to Jaron Duran just because he was not only a, a meltdown at the plate, but also just a complete mental yeah. midget. His media presence was brutal. His his fan interaction was just a, a yeah, horrendous. He was just, he's just a bum. He's just the definition of a bum. Remember when remember when he was getting like bottle caps flipped at him and he like he's still crying. Like that was that start of the fight. Was that Kansas City or did that happen at Fenway? Yeah, it was Kansas City. It was Kansas City, right? But I think he yelled at people in Fenway too at one point because they were just like I was at, yeah, I was getting yelled at by That's him. right. Yeah. That was that game. That's great. Oh my god. That was so funny. I still like I yeah. still he, he did not like. He did not like when we asked him left hand Worcester, right hand Boston. <laughs> what do you yell at you? Oh, that's so funny. Well, uh, it started with the guys next to us, and they were just like, "Jaron, you suck!" Like every time there'd be a ball, like anywhere in the anywhere in the field, like it would be like a ground ball, like down the line, like left fielder's ball, and they'd be like, "Jaron, you got to be there, buddy! Like you suck." And he'd turn around and he'd be like, F you. And then we'd start yelling like, I, I don't know. We'd just start yelling at him. And then he turned around and he was like, F you, like, come down here. Like, coming up to the wall. Like, he was pissed for no reason. I mean, Rob, he was over no for that reason. game, too. Yeah. Hey, he was over for that day. <laughs> the best thing Duran had going for him all year was his walk-up music. He had, like, Lil John for a little bit. Uh, he had some Mac Miller. I always enjoyed hearing that and then watching him, like, ground out or strike out yeah i mean the, the guy is soft definition is s-o-f-t soft i, I saw some charming soft tweet it was like it was like classic off-season post it was like jared duran looks ripped in the gym like, <laughs> look how much muscle he's put on and i like tweeted the the photo of him like with his hands up looking for the ball i was like cool but can he track a fly ball yeah i mean hey and it's Andy arguably got worse when he got bigger true there's also the girlfriend factor but yep benny girlfriend that, well we we debunked that that's true that was we did a we did a lot of interesting segments when this show first started that we did i gotta say i don't I know about you guys course. but like steve i like i know you're not in college anymore but like being home for christmas break always like reminds me of gone bridge because that was kind of like when we we started to hit our stride yeah like this time of year. Yeah. We were on uh section ten in like December fifteenth or something. Something around there. Twenty twenty. That was two plus years ago. Crazy. Anyways, I haven't even announced the winner of this category, but I think by the way we've been talking about it, it's quite obvious the flop of the year award goes to Jaron Duran. Yep. Well deserved, sir. Well Somebody deserved. Call him. Get him on the phone. I don't think I got a few uh, choice words for Jaron. Any social media, he's got none. Well, it's probably for the best. That would make him better, wouldn't you? But maybe he should go ahead and make an Instagram or something, and then he might start hitting. I don't know. I would, I would, I would be firing away in his DMs and comments. (laughs) I was watching Sports Center the other day, and they were it was like the twenty eighth or the 29th, and they were playing the not top ten plays of the year, (laughs) and. The the Jaron Duran play was number three the entire year, the whole world of sports. In fact, the Patriots lateral against the Raiders was the worst play of the year, they said. That's recency yeah. bias. I, no, I don't I don't believe that. That was pretty bad. Just no reason for them to be doing that. None. That's recency bias. Absolutely not. 
Well, that will do it for the 2022 Gone Bridge Awards. Congratulations to those who won. Congratulations to yeah, congrats to everybody. We we got to come up with like an award. We got to present these Man. award show. We can rent out like a Chili's, like they do in uh in the office. We could fly. Yeah. Where was Bronson living? Oh, we could fly Bronson in from like Florida. We got the budget for that, right? Yeah. Maybe. Send him. Send him Spirit Airline. <laughs> you guys heard it. Never mind. I want to. Uh, we got Corey Kluber. Thoughts on Corey Kluber? Old. He's gonna get shelled. I'm not looking forward to it. I think I, I am. I anticipate him being uh, in contention for the Do West Give More Award. You think? He, okay, yeah, that's fair. I think. I, I mean, he doesn't throw very hard. And I think like if I think if we 91. we play the Blue Jays on a bad day, he's just gonna get. It's gonna be a laser show. The John I'll say this about Kluber. Um, I could see this is kind of the third year in a row we've signed like an aging right-handed pitcher who's not great and bounced around the last few years. I could see him either being like Michael Waka or like Garrett Richards. I think we get one or the other. Yeah, I think he can be good. I think there's a chance. Former Yankee turned Red Sox. That's right. He's been on three of the five AL East teams. It's true. This is his fifth team in five years. It's one journey, man. Welcome to Boston. He's got some good, like, at at the very least, he's got, you know, two Cy Youngs, and he could be a good mentor for, like, Bayo, Hauk, Whitlock, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I don't mind this signing if he's like our number five guy and like fringe guy that that they throw in, you know, every fifth, sixth game. It's just like where we're at right now, where people are talking about like, oh, he's probably the number two or number three. That's where I'm like, I can't. I can't wait to see if he's better than Paxton. I'm like, who's going to be better? Is Paxton alive? If Paxton plays. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Yeah. Nate Evaldi to the Rangers. We get Corey Kluber. I, it's just frustrating to me that these deals, uh, I mean, the Nate one was a tiny bit more, but like that the Red Sox like, like don't want to go out. I'd much rather have Nate than Corey Kluber. That, that's not crazy to say. I don't think that's a hot take. No, it's pretty, pretty cold, actually. Pretty cold. Yeah. Um, like I would, I would have loved for them to keep Nate. I think I saw Pete Abraham tweet that like, the Red Sox might have insulted him in the negotiations or something happened, which is just not surprising. Um, Such a shocker. That's, that doesn't sound surprising uh, whatsoever. Red, Red Sox, Sox insulting a, a guy? A, a... Never. I mean, couldn't, two years, $34 million. Couldn't two be years, John Henry. No, never. Two years, $34 million. What was Kluber's deal for? Was it for, one? I think, one or two years? Like 11? Yeah, exactly. Two years, like 11 each. It was uh one one year ten million, but like, pull, pull me up a little extra money. Get me a Valdi. He's better. He's better on the team. It's just like this weird stigma that it's like if you played for the Red Sox, we don't want you back. We'll go sign a guy that's like a little bit cheaper and has never been here before. Say so like I I can I, I that's worked out it, so well before. I compare it to like JD and and Justin Turner. Like, 
is Justin Turner really that much better? Like, I I don't know. We'll no. see. We'll see. I'm not excited about the move. Um, gonna miss Nate though. I mean, he had his ups and downs, but at the end of the day, the Red Sox, the 2018 World Series, the thing that stands out the most is that game three performance. Even though they lost, I mean, that was like an unbelievable performance. Complete electricity. One of the best moments of the year. Easily. Easy. Easy. Um, so, yeah, he'll be missed. I mean, at this point, it's it's Barnes, Brazier, Endeavors from the 2018 team, which is crazy because it doesn't feel that long ago. I guess it's five years ago now, which is crazy. That is nuts. Like 2013 was 10 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Um, so, yeah, any other thoughts on the team? That's kind of been just like the big news of of late since the NPR episode. No. If you haven't listened to the NPR episode, go listen to it. I think they just got to pick a side. If you're going to rebuild and you're going to wait for your young talent, say something. If you're going to compete, compete. But uh, I think the worst place you can be in, in baseball and professional sports in general is this purgatory. Limbo. I agree. I feel like we're like the Indianapolis Colts. I'm... Like, like they they keep yeah. trading, they keep trading for guys thinking they're going to turn out. They had Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, like these aging guys. They're going to come in, they're going to be good for a year, and they're trash. And and now they work. Now they're now they're like stuck with a with a mid draft pick. They weren't the worst team in the league, not the best. I I I think that people under not. I, I don't think this Red Sox team is going to be as bad as people think it's going to be. But um, I, I just don't think people can get really excited about it with, with the roster. It's There's nothing to get excited bad. about. It's a boring it's gonna team. It's going to be bad. It's a boring it's team. It's going to be bad. I don't think it's going to be like I, – I, I bet – like I'll, I'll say this more for you know March when we talk more about this. I bet they'll be around 500. Nah. You don't I think, think they're so? like a 90 loss team. I think they're like – I think they're similar to last year. I think they're like 79 and 83. I think they're sneaky, sneaky worse. <laughs> sneaky like first overall pick. No, no, I, no, no. Not that. Our sneaky. bullpen is better. Yeah. Speaking of uh, bad teams, before we close out the ninth year, um, I texted you guys this, but I've already got my uh, NL Cy Young pick locked in, and um, I, I think you're, I think you're getting a little bit too big for your britches here. You're gonna pick some guy that nobody's ever heard of. No. And claim that you're like the Cy Young whisperer and he's going to get injured in June exactly. and we're never going to see him again. And you're just going to look like a, it's going to be a Joe Girardi and uh, whoever I picked, uh, Charlie Montoyo pick. This guy's going to It's one in the Cy Young. It's one in the Cy Young. And I've got great reasoning for know, him. I'm excited. I just want to float that out there now that New Year, I've got, I've got it locked in already. All right. All right. Close out the night. What do we got? Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Jordan year. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Happy New Year. Um, I have a I have a fantasy football roster decision that I need some help on. Oh god. What do we got? So I'm, I'm in my I'm in my championship game right now. Yep. 
and I'm leading by 23. Okay. I have a, according to Yahoo, I have a 99% chance to win this game. Okay. The only other person that my opponent has to play is Buffalo defense. Yep. They're playing Cincinnati tonight. Yep. Now I have a choice. I'll give you some background. This, this league has been going on since I've been in like sixth grade and it's dwindled down from like 12 teams to like four teams. Okay. So my team is loaded. All right. The draft doesn't matter. Um, I picked Matt Barkley in like the third round. All right. And he's still, he's still on my roster. So I have a choice to make. I can either just teabag my opponent and start Matt Barkley and hope that Buffalo defense doesn't put up 24 points, or I can start Joe Burrow tonight and really just win this thing. I'd start Joe Burrow personally. Got to throw Barkley in there for the culture. I mean, like, how, I, I think it's a culture move. How I don't think that a defense is going to score that many points. Buffalo has scored over 15 points on defense twice. Hmm. Uh, it's I'd, not going to happen against the And Bengals. they were the first two weeks. Yeah, I'd let it ride. You think I let Matt Barkley take me home? I think you, yeah. I think you, you try it out. I mean, is yeah. there a lot of I mean, money on the case, line? Or? No. I just, worst case, I lose in like the most embarrassing fashion. Go for it. All right. Yeah, but at least you lose knowing that, like, I should have did it on your own. Yeah, that's fair. You know, that's fair. Well, uh, Clawson, is this like the last week, or do you do it next week too? No, it's the last week. I don't mess with week eighteen because nobody plays. My league, for whatever reason, this year accidentally did like the championship week seventeen and eighteen, which I'm in as well. No, and uh. I also <clears throat> forgot to check my lineup before Thursday. Tony Pollard just decided not to play, which I wasn't wasn't big on. Yeah. Um, but I'm winning <clears throat> by uh twenty points after the first week. So hopefully we can there you go. I started Daniel Jones, thirty six point performance. Love to see it. That's a bold move. Well, I had Jalen like Hurts and he was hurt. So. Yeah. I uh I had to start Kirk Cousins over Jalen Hurts and Kirk uh, scored like six points. So I'm currently down big in my championship game, oh. but uh, Stefan Diggs is playing tonight. So if he gets 30 points, uh, I'll win. So we all made the ship. That's pretty good. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I uh, Big time. My closing out the ninth thought real quick with, uh, yeah. Happy new year, 2023. Um, one of my favorite things of the year, hall of fame voting, the announcements in like three weeks and uh 102 ballots have been submitted so far. We got two guys who are over 75% right now. Scott Rollins at 80.4%. Todd Helton, 78.4%. I think it's going to be close if anyone gets in. Um, Andrew or Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield are also all above 66%. They're close. Um, I'm just curious. It's an interesting ballot this year with a lot of guys coming off. Not a lot of great first-year guys. Um, so that's kind of where we stand on that. Yep. I always figure if you're not above the threshold at this point, then you're not going to make it. I agree. The more because, votes come in, the the lower the, the percentages become. Yep, because a lot of the – I think they usually – this guy who tracks this, he usually gets his hands on about 70% of the ballots, and everybody's 
percent always goes down on the like anonymous guys who are who are too scared to show their like one vote ballots for Jeff Kent, i.e. uh his what's his name? I was just about to ask, has has Dan Shaughnessy submitted? No. How did he get a Hall of Fame vote? Dude, it's like Who pretty. Besides that, you just gotta write for a big time newspaper and write, write, write about baseball. You get a vote. Yeah, there I was guess. Some, there was some Spanish writer who voted for nobody. He like he he had voted for like Helton, Roland, someone else in the past. Voted for no one and was like, if you vote for people on this ballot, you're dumb. It was like calling out. Yeah, uh, you're not a real baseball guy. Yeah, keep the Hall of Fame small. Like whatever. Whatever. I think Helen, Helen, Roland, Jones, Wagner, and Sheffield should all get in at some point. They're all all Hall of Famers in my eyes. Anywho, this is a long episode. Andrew Jones, bro. Andrew Jones. He's going to get in at some point. If you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And we'll be back next week with episode 112. Happy New Year and see ya.